Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Werdahl, the host here on Wednesdays and Fridays. As we approach the end of this 2021 season for the Miami Marlins. That's the introduction. Just a deep breath in and out. That's how this season has felt. Yesterday, the 28th, the Marlins played a doubleheader against the Mets. Um, like, I, I, like yesterday, I couldn't really, like, express why they did it. I mean, I know that the season needs to happen, um, and I guess that's the priority, but with both teams out of contention and with a real, like, seemed like a toxic year up in New York, uh, Jacob deGrom talking to media yesterday referencing the fact that he feels equally as disillusioned by uh, the current ownership in New York as he did with the past. Um, not really a recipe for success when you uh, look at the Mets season, just like as it played out. DeGrom was amazing at the start of the year and the Mets were like relatively in it. Then they like kind of ascended to like they were in first place for you know, like, most of the year, and it felt real. Um, they were, like, buyers at the deadline. They added Javi Baez. But then they just, like, fell off. I mean, DeGrom's injury season just... The offense got into, like, a certain level, but it just couldn't get past that loss. He's a critical person for the Mets. It felt like yesterday was a day of statements. DeGrom saying that uh, Noah Syndergaard returning back, pitching for the first time in two years. The Mets made another statement with that. Plus, whatever that was about, like, a live comedy at, like, City Field, or whatever the reported developments that Steve Cohen is considering to make the New York Mets more of a draw to a younger audience. Think Zoomers, I suppose. But it felt like out of touch. Uh, the Marlins themselves played uh, two games yesterday after a season of, like, there was some turmoil. It, obviously, expectations weren't met early in the year. Uh, owing in part, at least, to, like, some, like, 
high leverage bullpen innings. Moving on from that. Which was like... Kind of circling back to that, actually. What was with that, in part at least, is that this was a bullpen just assembled. Like, spur the moment, just in the offseason, just piece by piece added to by, like, Kim Eng primarily focusing on that project and doing a decent job, getting a lot of talent, but not that, like, earth-shattering dominant reliever that can, like, win a game for you, which is what you need in those high-leverage moments if you're trying to contend and make the World Series. The Marlins bullpen hadn't, like, made it up to that, like, notch yet. No one was at that point early in the year. Some pitchers have continued to, like, develop in the minor leagues and show some potential. Jesus Luzardo is, like, the Marlins added an incredibly talented pitcher in him. Um, Edward Cabrera, Sixto, also really talented arms. Looking at 2022, it feels like there's, like, an abundance of, like, club-controlled pitching talent that is at the major league level that can potentially help with that a high leverage bullpen spot. Even like Dylan Flora's been great. <sighs> but that breath again is just because it's it's been hard to concentrate on this last month of the season as a you know writer, as a podcaster, as a I mean it's hard to say that I'm in any way an influencer of the sort, looking at, like, my, like, Twitter ratios, like, it's probably more that I've been influenced by the Marlins and the sentiment about it than I have influenced the sentiment about the Marlins. It's, like, I can't, I can't, I can't quite equate that and get past that point about my contributions to this fan community, but, like, Watching a team that, like, can't hit is, like, I don't, you don't, I don't want to do it every day. Um, I mean, I'm around, I know that, like, Yankee fans were feeling similar things, like, a month ago before Giancarlo Stanton made, before Giancarlo Stanton really started to, like, milk out his home runs the way you might see, well, I, I feel like quite plainly a follower of jazz in that regard. This Marlins incredibly young offense hasn't consistently put it together. They've showed the highs, obviously jazz has showed his talent. Jesus Sanchez last night with another home run, bringing his like slugging percentage. He's like right around where Adam Duvall is on like the slugging leaderboards, looking at like fan graphs for players who have over 200 at-bats in that, like, top 60 range with literally Adam Duvall. And it's hard not to look at Jesus Sanchez and see an incredible athlete who will take an offseason and develop more, uh, help his musculature fit better contact, and bring up that average, do the things he needs to do to become a consistent, everyday outfielder at the Major League level. 
there's similar talent all around, like Brian De La Cruz. Looking at the team, um, listening to like Craig Mish yesterday, their latest podcast, Swings and Mishes, saying that like Lewin Diaz, you can't really like expect him to be anything more than like a seven, eight, nine hitter. I fully agree with that. I think that like that's a good thing. I think that that's like a compliment to be in a starting lineup as an everyday hitter. This Marlins team needs to hit in 2022. They like have to. They didn't this year. And that's the obvious area for growth. We'll see what they do in the offseason um, fully. Myself, last night, I just looked at the roster, put together what I think seems like a decent lineup, like what would be a good situation to look at opening day and see on the field. Going with what the Marlins currently have, assume that they go for a center fielder and a catcher, like they've said using perhaps some of the money from Bally, that deal, uh, the Lone Depot deal, some of the money saved uh, the last couple months of the offseason, you know, not like a lot, but that's probably a couple of million. Um, you can literally do the math, see what they saved on Marte, Duval, and where they are now, but this lineup, it's not like it doesn't need a lot when you start to like look at the bottom of it. It's like, okay, so Lewin Diaz, you probably like your ninth hitter. Ryan Anderson, perhaps eighth. You're not necessarily sure what contributions you're going to get from that spot yet. But then seventh, it's probably looking like a Brian De La Cruz, a Garrett Cooper. Whatever that like outfield spot is. If there's like a DH, I'm assuming there will be uh, after this collective bargaining which will bring who knows what it's literally unprecedented time unprecedented times in the sport um i've spent this time really trying to get around the fact that the marlins have now dropped seven straight again um for the third time this year in the doubleheader yesterday trevor rogers looked like good um just want to note that but uh, today the Marlins will face Taiwan Walker and the New York Mets bringing Eliezer Hernandez to the mound in the contest which will begin at 7:10 tonight Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are also back in action today after a couple days off they're facing the five last games of their year um, still no starters announced but be on the lookout for Max Meyer for the podcast, I've been A.T. Werdahl. For my deep breathing, I've been just in that state. And, um, yeah, for Fish Stripes, we'll be back on the podcast tomorrow with another episode of Big Fish Small Pod featuring Daniel Rodriguez. <laughs>